Come on this journey with Intuitives Paige Land and me, Trina Zaragoza, as we discuss why rituals are important in our daily life and how you too can also sprinkle them into your life. We share laughter and joy as we explore this engaging topic. Come learn more about ritual fun and balancing into your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Paige Show. We have Trina again with us today. Hi, Trina! Hi! Hi, everybody! And today we are talking about rituals. What do you... Rituals. What do you think about when we say the word ritual? Trina, you go. (laughs) (laughs) So I know a lot of people bring in the ooh-wooey, witchy stuff, but they don't realize how embedded rituals are really in our daily lives. Rituals are a foundation for what we go through. And right now it's more important as we're moving through this pandemic to bring rituals into your life. So what do I mean? They, they bring, um, they anchor us and connect us to not only ourselves and spirit, but they also help us connect to our families and to our communities. That's huge, right? So it's, you know, why are, so why is that so important right now? Well, right now, because we're not doing these rituals, and when I talk about the daily rituals, that's like celebrating birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, even, you know, the passing of our loved ones. We can't gather the way we normally do for funerals. There's a loss. There's a feeling of disconnect and feeling of longing, and we feel kind of lost without having these celebrations or these um, grief processes with the people that we love. And that's why ritual, even in our daily lives, is so important. Just having a routine, it helps establish a a foundation to kind of move forward. Um, So we have like, I was just talking about like the rites of passages. How many, how many, do you take a picture of your kids the first day of school? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the first... Yeah, you know, and people are are retiring. Um, You know, we're missing our concerts and our events of connecting. Rituals are part of all of that. We we think it's very separate and it's woo-woo and it's just like, you know, us doing certain things. So there's different types of rituals and how can we connect and kind of lay them out in our lives. What about you, Paige? That's right. And I think about, I think about what you said when you say rituals, but I also think about, um, it's for me things that I would say on a regular or maybe do as in, um, from season to season, I'll switch things out on my altar and I'll have a different, you know, prayer or mantra that I say to bring in different things in my life. Uh, it can be in the forms of protection type rituals. Uh, it can really be in that area that a lot of people think about, but it's also just sometimes something that we say on the regular that tells us uh, that what's happening around us is manageable. For me, a ritual is something that we do, whether it's in a spiritual form or just our day to day, that allows us to manage our life, right? And a lot of <laughs> a lot of rituals can just be titled schedules. Like a lot of people go to happy hour every Friday night to end the week and that's their thing they do. And they have, you know, baseball with their kids on Saturday and they go to church on Sunday and you have a ritual all weekend and you may call it a schedule. But when that stuff gets disrupted, like what you mentioned with the pandemic, then you start to kind of lose your mind. You're like, you feel cluttered in your head. Things aren't getting out. You know, energy's not being purged for the week because in a human experience, rituals, it's just as important as these other spiritual ones that we might do um, because it tells your brain, this is what we're doing. Now it's Friday, we can clock out, or now it's Sunday, it's our lazy day. We go to church, we eat with our family, or we just make it a lazy Sunday and we watch Netflix and we recover before Monday. You know, everybody has a ritual and and I don't, oh, that's okay. And I don't think that it's really... um, There's no one size fits all. It's really what you look at in your life that you're doing uh, that helps you know that you're maintaining your life or you have some sense of control, (laughs) you know, of a management of what's going on. And um, and on that note, I do like to point out that we want to look at the rituals that we're doing and just make sure uh, that they are serving us that they're not 
bogging us down because we do have those things we're talking about that are rituals, but not necessarily the ones that are good for us. <laughs> ones we have to evaluate yeah, right? as to whether or not that's what we need to keep <laughs> doing. It's not working, you know? <laughs> I always say, look at it and how you feel after you're doing it. Rituals are meant to be grounding. And like you were saying, they help center and balance our, our energetic field and our, um, they help bring in balance to our mental well-being. And so if, if it's causing stress for you to be doing this part of your ritual or worrying about it and that it has to look a certain way, well, you're missing the point. You're missing the bullseye. And so you're just going to, that's not the point of ritual. Ritual is about to bring balance and harmony in different ways into your life. And it could be something just as simple as, you know, you're humming a certain song when you're getting dressed. You know, people think it has to be this a collective list of all these things and I need to have all these supplies to, to do ritual. And it, it's not. It can be something as simple as, you know, being mindful when you're cutting your carrots for dinner and, um, you know, putting that love and intention into that, into that food and seeing it, how it's going to nourish your body, how it's going to nourish your family. It's very simple things that we don't even realize is ritual or ritualistic, right? um, That makes me think about a couple of things. Um, And I can't wait to have you share this too, because uh, your kids are ahead of of me as far as age, but I'm sure as a mama, you're going to remember what I'm about to bring up with my kids. Even our kids create rituals uh, specifically around bedtime. Uh, My children have this saying that they like to do uh, with me and uh, their dad, totally different that they've created. And you can just see their little brains clock out. It's time for bed. They've accepted that once they've said their little spiel, you know, (laughs) and it's very unique and you can see how they created a ritual without even knowing yet or not being at the age to understand what that is. So it's really human nature. It's kind of innate in us that we create these rituals without even knowing it, you know, at first and kids are a good example of that. So when you're tucking your kids in for bed and I know we're exhausted mamas and daddies and you're just like, please go to bed. That's your last drink, you know, like enough. (laughs) We all have those moments, but just really let your kids get out whatever that is that because that's their ritual to say, I feel safe now to go to sleep. Now it's telling their little brains I can go to sleep. It's that time. And uh, you got to kind of let them go through that because there's a lot of things these little light people are doing that if we don't pay attention to, we'll miss. But uh, that's just a good example in my mind of how. Uh, it's in us as humans. We just know to do that. And then uh, one that I do personally for me is laying in bed in morning in the morning before anyone knows that my eyes have opened. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a mom thing to say. <laughs> I'm like, I'm all like curled up okay. away from like, everyone. I know I'm like in the fetal position <laughs> and like, just don't move. And don't breathe really heavily, you know, it's got to look natural. (laughs) Yeah, don't let them know the the gears are turning. Right, right? So uh, that's not the part of the ritual, people. Maybe it is. But um, so that's what I do. But every morning when I'm in that, like, fetal position before I'm ready to get, you know, kicked, my ass kicked for the day, (laughs) I do that where no one's bothering me and I do my prayers or meditation or mindfulness, whatever I do for the day. And I have my own saying that always um, has came to me years ago through a song. And it's been my clock in song before I really knew how to control uh, or work with my energy doing what we do for work, right? <laughs> what we do with people. I had that song spirit gave me the verse of it. And when it would play in my head, I knew it was time to clock in. Well, that song is still very special to me. And so I'll like hear that come in in the morning and then I know in order like the things that I check my list off of my ritual prayer like covering my kids before we're leaving for the house and my other half and all my loved ones and there's a specific order that I go in and I do it every single morning um it's just it's a great ritual it helps me kick off the day and it's getting in that meditation piece that Sometimes we'll miss out on, right? If we uh, get really busy in our day or if it hasn't become like just part of us. So I thought about that when you talked about the carrots and the cutting up of. 
Well, yeah. And, and I think especially, um, us, we know how important our thoughts make our everyday unfolding, mm -hmm. right? And I do the same, but I don't do mine in bed. I do mine in the shower. You know, I use the water and I see the water washing away any worries or fears that I'm carrying or anything that's just weighing heavily, like, oh, I got to do this project. I got to do this. I have that. And, uh, you know, I use the water to wash that down. And like you, mine's a little bit different. Mine's not a song, but mine is a phrase. I am the creator of my own nice. destiny. I literally say that every day. I say it in the shower and then at night I write it down along with some other process that I do every single night. And my goal is to do this for a year. I just started that this year. Um, but that saying I've always have worked with and said, I am the creator of my own destiny. I can't get mad at anything that's going on in my life because I am the author of that life. I'm the one who lays that out, the energy that I'm calling forth, the energy I'm attracting in. And so that saying reminds me that I'm the one with the yeah. pin. I'm the one with the control. <laughs> so it's the energy I'm putting out, my thoughts, my feelings and all that. And that's how I'm going to navigate it. And then I go into a, another part of my ritual in the showers. I say these affirmations. I am love. I am power. I'm creative. I'm smart. <laughs> You know, I bring in an abundance. I attract love. I attract connections and it brings in that energy. And so it becomes this mantra inside my head when I'm starting to feel a little bit bogged down through the day. I can find myself pulling in those same sayings to charge my energy, to remind myself that I am that author with that pain. Yeah. And it's, you know, people think that it has to be this long drawn out thing and it's no, it's something Literally give yourself five minutes, I promise. And then you'll find how nurturing and caring that is to your soul and to your spirit. And then you'll want to expand that and do that even more through, you know, whether that's through meditation or even when you sit with your tea or your cup of coffee in the morning, think of a loving thought. Think of something you want and whisper that into your drink. And then when you drink it, it will infuse that intention into your body and into your system. It doesn't have to be this eclectic thing of, ooh, you know, we got the sage the and candles. we got all our <laughs> Yeah, you know, it doesn't. It's very something. It could be very something simple of whispering words of love to your water to our drinks, to our food that we're taking in. It could be like, I loved how you were saying with your kids. And it's so funny because, you know, my daughter is a nanny for my great niece and nephew. And she brings them over when they're um, out of school. And so I get to see them and I get to see how she's taken some of the ritualistic things I've done with the children with song or just sitting with them with their words. And I'm like, oh my God, she's, you know, she's exploring that. And then I see her put her own take on it. And I love that because it's that expression. And like one thing I always used to sing is I used to sing a song to my kids every time they would go to sleep at nap time. Our bedtime was teen angel and I heard her singing that Aww. song the other day and I was like oh I was like ready to cry because you know it had so much meaning because I had someone that did that to me to comfort me when I was younger and I love that I love that it gets carried forward in different ways and I love how you have a routine for your children page that's so critical like we as an adult have gotten away from that routine mentality and then studies have shown when we set a routine for bedtime our brain literally starts releasing the melatonin and all that stuff and start shutting down. Well, we're such a society of race, race. I got to do this. I got to do that. Having our phones, our TVs, you know, we have all this pollution going. We forgot how to bring in that balance to quiet things That's down. Right. And so when you have a ritual before bedtime, guess what that does? It starts setting that brain into motion of, oh, we're going to shut down the factory. Time to settle in, put everyone, you know, to sleep and, and quiet down. And you're teaching them that. I yeah, love that. When you're saying that I kept just hearing uh, something that's been on my heart for the last few days, uh, all the noise. That's what I keep hearing. There's so much noise around us. And, it, and the example being what you're saying, whether it's us watching the news or we're always on social media, or we're always checking our calendar, or our emails, and it's just, there's so much noise, even if it's not someone talking to you. It's someone talking to you. Everything you're reading is someone talking to you. And we often just, we're crashed. We're crashing in our bed right after we're looked 
at the last email or our last to-do list. And there's so much noise we go to bed with and then we wake up with. It's just uh, the noise is everyone is screaming in their own way. And um, that's showing through irritation and intolerance and anxiety, all of these things, depression. They're screaming that they need the noise to be quiet. They need to quiet the noise. But not everyone, we're not really equipped to know how. Not everyone knows or recognizes that that's even the problem. You know, we're taking those things on ourselves like that. It's us. And um when you talk about the affirmations as part of your your rituals, I think that's huge for people. And I don't think that um, we, we often don't give those enough time to come to fruition or we don't give enough belief into what we're saying. And it really tells you a lot about your path and your story and how uh, the divine connects with you based on what comes to you, like what you're saying was, because um, I, I love that because knowing you, that's a total you thing. I get that, right? And then when I tell you what mine is, you're probably going to feel the same way because mine uh, that came to me, which uh, this song was amazing, but the one verse is spirit lead me where my trust is without borders. Like that is my thing. And you know me and my path, how that's so spirit talking to me. So there is good noise that we pull from songs or TV shows that inspire us or YouTube videos that inspire. There's good noise, but there's a lot of noise that is not serving us. And we're letting the, the noise that's not serving us drown out the noise or the time, suck away the time that we would have to delve into the noise that could service. And so on the topic of right before bed, if you're going to be a techie person that you, you know, maybe your ritual is you need to watch something before bed or you need to listen to something before bed, I would encourage you to pick the right noise to listen to, to help do what we've been talking about, shut you down or tell your brain it's time to clock out. So you can get that real deep you know, deep rest, that is also uh, the lack of contributing to so many issues we're having in society right now of these things that we're calling mental health uh, issues. They are, but what's the cause of it? We've got to get to the cause of well, it. Well, yeah. I mean, and when you're talking about, when you're saying that, like the noise, right? So we have this with the good noise you were saying. It has this nice little even kill. And then the noise goes over like this. You know, it's like that scratchy on it, fingers on a, on a chalkboard, right? And so we do have to be conscious and aware because whatever we're watching and whatever we're feeding ourselves and you know, when we think of noise, you have to think of it as feeding your soul, your body, your energetic things too. It's just not food we feed ourselves. And so it is really important to what are you watching towards the end of your sleep? Because that will dictate your dreams. Pay attention to what your dreams are telling you. If you're having really stressful, um, high angst dreams, then what did you watch before? What were you focusing before you went on to bed? Or what is going on in your life that's bringing that outside noise? And right now, like you were saying, people, the noise is amped up, right? <laughs> it's like outside in the atmosphere, everything, because we have not only this pandemic, we have all these souls leaving the planet, we have global warming, we have all these huge things that are going on and we can feel that noise. It's just not hearing it. I feel like it's so loud. You can actually feel it in your, in your energetic and physical body. So it's learning how do I ground myself so I'm not taking that on. And I love that, like listening to your songs. And I, I have to say, I love your song. Of course, that's totally fits you, right? That's <laughs> yeah, totally spirit saying, here's a page song. And I love how it says it has no borders because does spirit have borders? No, absolutely not. And, and people were like, well, you're, you're getting messages for the whole world. We're in the USA. Well, spirit doesn't keep us separate. Right. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it, it sees us as a whole and with the whole, um, the whole world. And I love how you do that. So how can you reduce some of that noise in your life? How can you reduce some of that things with ritual to reduce some of that noise? And so it is like you were saying, listening to that high vibing music or 
you know, a book, when you read your book, you switch it. Maybe you like the crime scene ones and you switch it to something that's more empowering right before bedtime. Or you do um, something that's around a, a bath, you know, go take a bath with some essential oils and things like that. That is some ways to turn down that knob and to bring down that noise so it's not so much in your Baths field. are huge. Those have always been huge for me. And I've never used them as like, getting clean. I've always thought of that. Like that's kind of pointless. That That's the hygienist, like germaphobic in me. I'm like baths are not really cleaning you, but, uh, but I've always loved them for the ritual purpose because uh, you can add your lavender salts or your, like you said, your oils you can put your flower petals in. You can have the candles around you. You can create this atmosphere of a ritual that tells your body it's okay. You can handle the day. You can handle what just happened. It purges you. And uh, much like a shower where I always use the shower to think of like the white light water, uh, like you were saying, kind of running over you like a waterfall kind of energy that really you know that's going down river and it's off of you. A bath is really cool because you're literally, for me, I think about us being these uh, young, innocent, new souls in womb. And you're just like, you're back to your natural state in water, as submerged as you possibly can be. There's times I actually go under, like I just hold my breath and I go all the way under and I just let it all come over me. And I can visualize what that would have been like as my innocent soul coming back in, in the womb and you're back surrounded by that warmth and, and all of that. But you can really have fun with baths, with all the stuff that you add to it and what you do around it. And um, I have never gotten out of a bath feeling worse than when I got in. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And so people don't realize why, why is bath so transforming where we're working with the element of water and water itself is one of the most transformational tools we can work with. Like how I was just talking when you whisper words of affirmations or words of love to your coffee or tea. Well, what's the base of that element? It's water. And the same thing when we move into water, it, it can be, it transforms. It can go into a solid. It can go into a vapor. It can go into things. But also what is so important and what you'll hear from so many spiritual things is water has its own vibration of trans muting and carrying energy. So what do I mean by that? When you can actually whisper words of love into that water, you will actually go under a microscope and you will see the water molecules change and shift to that vibration of the word love. What? Right? right? Mm -hmm. And so when we're taking showers and we're intentionally adding that love and attention and affection with our herbs, because the herbs themselves are giving their essence into that. And so they carry their embodiment and you're mixing that with the water and then you're emerging your whole body into it. It not only cleanses your physical body, it's your energetic yes. body. And so you're doing this huge thing. And when you add elements of like Epsom salt, well, salt is grounding. It's clearing. It's it's taken. I always say it takes all the dust bunnies off of our auric field. It, sh it sheds it. It gets rid of it. So we can come out. We're cleansed. We're in a place of healing and um, shifting, a transformation. Yeah. And people always think, well, I don't have a bath. Well, you can do a foot soak. Our foot, if you look at reflexology, our foots are little microsystems of our whole body. So even if you just do a foot soak, your body's going to receive the same cleansing and grounding that you just did in a bath. And I like how you said, like when you submerge yourself, yeah, you go back and to remind yourself you're in the sacred wound and, and how did that feel and that comfortness and that surrounding of all the water around you, right? One of my favorite things and rituals I do is I go up to the Idaho hot springs and they have these cave springs that it's made into the rock of the earth, literally. And so when I'm really trying to shift something, I'll go in and do what you do. If I go under and I'll scream nice. what yeah. I need to say, like, oh my God, you know, under the water to release it, to give it, to take it away from me. 
to cleanse me, to ground yeah, me. Yeah, water is great. Yeah. We could do a whole episode on that, and I think we should. We should do an yeah. episode on all the elements and what they do. There you go. We have our <laughs> next idea. Fun. You're yeah. hearing it live, people. Um, so, but water, water has always been. I can't say my favorite because I love all the elements, but it's always been really dear to my heart. And then fire being like my spirit, water and fire, and then the yin yang of both. That's just totally my. That's a totally page, right? So, uh, but the water, there's been studies about it as well. Um, what you were saying, speaking into it, there, it changes on that cellular level, but it also has been um, shown to keep memories. They have shown that water can remember. It can, it has memory. And I know it sounds crazy to all of you out there listening right now, but look it up. I think I just saw that on a Amazon or, or Netflix, you know, type of documentary. I, can't quote you on that. I just know what I watch and what speaks to me and, and stays in there. But look it up because you can find um, studies and documentaries, research on this of what they're discovering about water, specifically that element and how really magical it is, for lack of a better word, because we just look at it and we we drink it because we're told we need to drink it or we, you, you know, we often forget how much water really is our survival. It is who we are. We're uh, made of mostly water. We can't live without water. Literally can't live without water. The planet is mostly water. Everything, all the water systems are connected. You know, water is, you know, it flows. It is immutable. It's all of those things. But then they're seeing that it's actually really alive. Like what they did studies about plants before and how plants react to love and care and music and things differently. We are really discovering for the first time in centuries how much these elements and uh, things around us are actually alive. Things that we don't really uh, give a lot of credit to. Um, not a lot of people sit there, drink their water and realize, oh my gosh, I'm drinking not just, you know, water, but life and all this stuff that we're talking about. We don't necessarily take the time to honor that. And I mean, come on, we're in the human experience. We can't totally like pray over everything we do every time. I get that. Uh, but I'm just saying if we start to slow down sometimes, slow down the noise, that is a ritual in itself to just let yourself pause, start to teach yourself to pause a little bit. And just when the noise gets loud, what can you, and I've done this a lot with screaming kids in the background. I was on overload here with literal noise and I had to stop myself and look outside. This happened in the car. Uh, and just waiting on, you know, kid pickup. And I had to look outside and find something in the earth, you know, like I, and I spotted a tree, you know, but I had to find something to look at to snap me out of the noise that was really overstimulating me. And I, I found the tree at that point, you know, but my point was, is that it taught me a ritual of pausing instead of letting something overtake you. You can, train your brain to snap out of things just simply by pausing. So that in itself is a great ritual. Pause before you lose your mind. <laughs> pause before you speak sometimes. I would say pause before you speak most of the time if you're upset for sure. But pausing is a ritual that we could train ourselves and feel better about um, a lot of the stuff that we're coping with, but also would allow us to see the beauty and the life around us that we just keep passing by trying to run away from the noise, you know? <sighs> mhm. Mm yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
Yes. Yes. Your affirmations come back to affirmations. When you're speaking to yourself, all of you, that is water. That memory is remembering what you have told yourself. It goes to the core of what makes you, you. It stays in that water. It allows you to, to let that flow throughout yourself. It stays in our brain. It helps rewire these paradigm fake false beliefs, you know, these things that need to be switched on and off. But the water piece, I think we're on to something with that where it really helps everything that you talk to yourself about. Um, it helps hold that in and moves it through uh, your body literally and spiritually. Yeah, absolutely. And I love one of the things, as I always say, like any drink of water, it's been here millions of years. You're taking that millions of years imprint into your system. Right. That always like blows my mind because we always think all oh, the water's here now, came from the cloud. But no, water recycles on itself here on earth. And I just love this piece. So let's kind of bring it back to rituals yeah. and how, how other ways that we can bring in grounding rituals to ourselves. So we were just talking about, you know, working with water it's also really important to like kind of do some body scans and see where you're feeling certain energies in your mm -hmm. space you know am I feeling like my back's hurt am, am I feeling tension in my shoulders and necks how can I release that with a ritualistic thing so even rubbing on lotion like rubbing in you know your pain salves or anything like that can be realistic of like oh I'm releasing this tension I'm releasing this energy um, you can um, do it through mindful walk Walking, you know, how many of you guys go for a walk and you have music or you have, you're talking to friends. I say, you know, for, you know, take a chance to put that phone away, turn it on, do not disturb and really pay attention to the sounds that are around you, to nature. How are the clouds moving in the sky? How is your footsteps sounding on the ground as they hit, you know, the pebble or the grass or the pavement? Um, what birds do you hear? How is the wind moving in the trees? Bring that mindfulness. That's real ritualistic too. When we sit there and take that moment just to hear what is going around us, because that's what ritual is really about. It's about being present, being now, being in this moment to give us something to focus on and to move our energy and direction towards that idea or intention that we're trying to right. bring in. I think that uh, all of that's really great. We've, we've given people a lot of stuff for self self-ritual and self-reflection uh, and help. And I want to, before we end today, uh, give some examples of for the people who go to the candles and the spell work and the, let's talk about there is a whole nother world of rituals that have a purpose as well. Um, and whether you're a religious person or a spiritual person or uh, wherever you find yourself in between, there are rituals that everyone could do that don't make you fear the woo-woo whatever, <laughs> but can still set these right. great intentions or protection. I think about prayer grids. I think about protection grids. Um, all of those things that you can have. I think about that with the altars that I talked about um, earlier, how you can change them out per what you're going through. And um, I like to put items on my altar and switch out my crystals based on what I need the energy in my space or that part of my life to be right now, whatever I'm going through. And um, you can bring it in from an intuitive place. You can just know, like, I want this color stone or this color candle or, or whatever. I want sweet grass instead of sage this time or whatever that may be. But you also can just research things because we don't, we don't know everything, right? And you can just say, you know, why am I drawn to look up this or the meaning of this animal. I have a lot of animal symbolism um, on my altar. And if you don't know, look it up. There's no nothing wrong in, with that. It's great. You're still teaching yourself something. And, um, you know, add those things to an altar or a part of your house or your space, like the entry of your door. What kind of energy do you want coming into your house? Create an altar there or have a ritual that you do um, that keeps that that space sacred for you or uh, sometimes even how you greet someone 
when you allow someone to come to your house and enter, you know, and I say allow because <laughs> I really like my space is very <laughs> sacred. Um, I, I just, you know, I'm really, really aware of energy. And um, likewise, I know that you are, you have beautiful like rose quartz outside your door and all of this stuff. So uh, I want to talk about some of those for giving people other options. Yes. Yeah. And when you do that, um, when you do that, you can add other elements, right? You can add a mental, you do um, a visual in your head of as you're laying it out, uh, maybe putting a white light bubble over all of your children or your loved ones or the people you're putting that grid out for. Um, so you can have multiple, multiple layers of what you're doing with your hands and what you're actually creating and your intention and your thought. So it's kind of bringing together everything we've talked about up into this point and using that in addition to physically making an altar or a grid or whatever you're called to do. Yeah. And you got to also understand when we work with altars with our intention, it's very um, in I hate using this word, but it's very intentional. It adds that extra energy because you're actually putting that time, that intention and that focus as you're setting that grid, you're, you're setting those crystals as you're working with the herbs that you're working with and that, you know, that's intention the whole time. You're putting that huge amount of energy towards that. It's not just a simple little, oh, I'm going to think about protection. And I mean, that's great. But when you sit there and take the time, that's the thing, the time that you invest in it, guess what you're building? You're building a stronger foundation for that intention or for that energy that you're laying in, for, in front of you are for others, right? And so there's more bricks of intention that you can put there. The more energy you put there, you're making a fortress, yeah. girl. You're making it, this abundance of energy of putting it out to the universe saying, I got right. this. And you, <laughs> you and I know? have talked about it, and, and I'm sure you have talked about in your own spiritual circle. It's coming up a lot. We don't ever want to create fear with people. There's enough out there already. But, you know, it's a, it's a valid point that, the things that people go to naturally if they're not aware of, you know, our world and other ways to get info, uh, they go to the news, which is very scare tactic at this point, right? It's not about just like, can we tell you what's happening in the world without adding all this under layer, political, fearful, everything stuff, a whole nother episode for that too. But most people, most people are becoming aware of that in a way, actually. I feel like a lot of people are waking up to that and they're going different routes. But 
you know, if you go to that naturally because you don't know of what else there is, then I think as light workers, if we have some info, then it's our responsibility in a way to bring it forth without creating the fear that they would get from that, but actually, you know, at least highlighting that, yes, we know stuff's going on, <laughs> like, because it'll help people not feel like it's out of control, which is what we've said rituals were really uh, meant for, to help you manage things and, and see that you can do something about this, at least the thought of it or the way it's making you feel. So I thought about that when you mentioned fear, because I feel like fear is the number one thing that we're dealing with underneath all of the stuff that we would label anger or intolerance or whatever right now that seems like making things go crazy. It's an illusion of control issue. It's like, you know, we can't control everything. We have to realize what we can or cannot have a part in. Um, but it's also uh, an awareness now that the fear has overtaken us. It's almost like it snuck up on us infiltrated us now it's here and um these rituals can really really help calm that fear while also learning about what it is that you're actually fearing what it is that you're actually feeling and is there really a threat or not you know you mentioned the aliens we know and it's come out with the government that you can't really deny that there's other life forms anymore they have caught it on camera there are do government documents that you can go and read and they're unsealed now people and so you can live in denial or you can you know start to see that some of this stuff is coming up you know some of us need to live in denial that's a coping mechanism so you do do you but um <laughs> but it's also like there's just so many things that we could have doubted before that is starting to come forward and that alone is also creating a lot of fear and so we just need I feel like we need to collectively be able to help each other, uh, whatever way can speak to each other to get a grasp on that. And so, you know, rituals may help you and not the next person, but it's going to help somebody, what we're talking about today. That is for sure. And so uh, if we think about a specific ritual we could do to help calm the fear that's out there right now, what would be one that comes to you? Oh, me, you know, for me is writing down your fears on a piece of paper. Give it a voice. You know, I even did when this first started, I did um, a video on how to do a releasement ceremony around fears and write it down. Go truthful with it. You know, what are you really afraid of? You know, and what are the chances of it happening? And if it did happen, what can you do to bring in, you know, support and stuff like that? And so it's writing it down. When we give a voice to our fears, it doesn't have its claws or thorns into as, as much. Um, it gives it a less of expression of its hold on you. And so write it down and burn it. Do some kind of ceremony and ritual and acknowledging that those fears are there. Because no matter what, we're here, here in the human experience. And things that we don't understand or that we can't control, you know, that element of fear is going to lay in there. So instead of letting the fear be the driver, it's you taking back control of that wheel, having that expression with it, and focus on what can you control. What are the pieces that you can control in your life? You know, I can watch the news less. I can um, work on my mental and um, emotional health through journaling or through meditation and stuff like that. So I don't let the fear be my driver. That's the that's the biggest things that we can do. Because like you said, we're in a point where we can't control this. We can't control, you know, you can sit there and um, I was having a conversation with my, she was really mad at one of her friends and she's like, but I can't control her actions. And I said, exactly. All you can do is control either your reaction to it and how are you going to respond? And it's not about you taking on that, your responsibility, because you can't control another person. The only person you can control is your mind, your thoughts, your emotions, right? right? And so it's learning how to bring balance into that. And so it's, I like, like I said, you know, write it down, give it a voice, right. release it. And, and you know what? <laughs> you know? Those, what about you? Um, For those unknown things. So what you were talking about is is really good. I like to write stuff out just to clear my head all the time uh, with fear or any of it. I like to call it my worst case scenario. <laughs> There's things I, I have to go through the worst case scenario. I'll even do that with my partner sometime. I'm like, walk me through 
all of the things that we could possibly think could go wrong with this, this, or that. And honestly, it sounds, I know it sounds negative, but it has been the best life skill ever because um, I just, you realize when you get it all out that most of the time, the worst case that you could possibly create in your mind is still something that is manageable. It's still something that you that you can get through, uh, and I mean the worst, even if it's not something you'd like, you can, something in your brain switches on when you say that you've walked through the worst case scenario. And so with these things that are in control, uncontrollable, like, um, with the fear topic, you know, we don't know, uh, and this is really close to home that we could go to a grocery store now and be safe, right? That's, a, that's, a fear that just happened in the home state, right? And um, and we get that, but we can't live in the fear of that. But it is a reality for some people when they are a part of that or see that now. And so there are examples of that going all over uh, the world right now. And when you have one of those situations, to really calm yourself really comes back down to your connection to source is what I believe. Because these rituals we're talking about today, ultimately what they're doing is keeping your connection to source alive. It's keeping your knowing alive. It's keeping your intuition alive. And so like as, as much as the rituals can do these specific things that we've talked about, as a general rule, I feel like the real purpose of them is to keep you aware and connected so that you can make the right choices. You can show up in the right places because you're hearing. You're alive. That connection's awake. It's not like spirits going, hello, I'm trying to talk to you. You're always connected through a ritual that you do. You're saying to spirit, I am uh, I'm here for you. I am showing up for you like you're showing up for me. And you can put your own flair on it and your own spin on it. It can be this or that. But it is ultimately connecting you to source, which is the only true, uh, I guess, I don't know, resource or fix to all of this, in my opinion. You know, that's that's really the only fix is if we are connected, we are more of a love and a light and a, you know, we're in a better place, but we're also attuned, in tune and we're aware. And so I think for the fear factor, getting connected is huge and using some of these rituals uh, is huge and visualizing what you want when you're headed to the store. You have a white light around your car. You have a white light around the building before you enter. You have a white light around you as you're walking in, things like that. Uh, whether we ever see, except maybe in hindsight, if they work or not, I really, truly believe that we need to be doing these things as humans to calm some of what's going on. Yeah, you know, and some of you and some people aren't, you know, resonate with the white light. And so you call in Archangel right. Michael or whatever that idea of protection is for you. You know, I literally put Michael on my cars, my kids' cars, my house. And I have to share a story about this. Um, this last Halloween, I was a little bit bummed because you got young kids, you, you know, not this last one, but the one before. Um, and I couldn't go trick or treating. I didn't have all that stuff. And I was kind of, but I still pass out candy and all that other fun stuff. And this beautiful, um, family came up to the door and you can definitely tell that the daughter, and I don't like to say, you know, sh she was yeah. unique, right? And um, she kept on trying to come into the house. And the father goes, wait, I got to explain. And I said, sure. And he goes, she literally draws your house every single day at school because it's the one that has the angels on top. And I was just like, oh, I love it, you know, um, because they sense that kids don't have that that filter. So whatever you think of that pretension and that energy is like tuning into that. The more you work with um, ritual, you're going to be able to turn into that sensing and knowing. You're going to be able to connect to it, like Paige was saying, to feel the energy and vibration of a space of listening to that inner knowing to say, hey, let's get out of this area, you know, or, you know, bring in protection around 
around you, stuff like that. And so the more you work with it, the more you're going to start building that inner connection with yourself and with spirit to be able to feel those vibrations too. And that's another piece that's important too with ritual. so true. Well, I think we covered a lot on rituals today. Do you have anything left you'd want to say or tell everyone? I, I just... I just want to do a really quick, teach them a really quick ritual. You know, I'm working with bay leaves. Um, bay leaves is considered one of the most metaphors um, herb because it brings in illumination and balancing. And this one's really simple. You can just go into your kitchen cabinet. You always want to clear your space. So I always use some kind of sound that clears it, you know, nice and gentle, setting that attention of love and light. And like, say we want to bring in love. We were just talking about love today and we write the word love on our bay leaf and then you just get your candle i have a candle and your lighter and you just burn it and i set the whole intention as i'm burning this bay leaf of bringing love into my life that love is going to be abundant and flow in all its directions and ways and this one doesn't want to burn she's being a little So there we go. I wasn't using the natural one. And then you just take those ashes and I set with the intention of love. And like what we're doing is with love, Paige. That's awesome. And I would like to point out to people and maybe validate some others that are watching. I could feel that even though we're not together, we're across the country from each other. I could feel just through your words. And when you lit that, the energy of it. So when you're really in tune, it doesn't take a lot as quick as you did that um, to feel it. I have goosebumps down my body, your words, you know, really just, oh, I, I, I could feel that. There's no better word to use than it. And we, we said that earlier in the show. So that's a great example of uh, it's all about really feeling it. And then that's your truth. And you can really uh, take in the intention that you tried to set. And so I felt her love when she said the word love. I could feel her her love come in to me, that she was literally sharing that with me. And so it's just, it's unbelievable energy and what we do and how powerful the words that come out of our mouth can really be. I can, she could send love to me with that without saying, I love you. Okay. Um, and so a really great ritual. I hope you guys uh, rewind and, and do what you need to do to uh, make sure you got all of that. And um, if Trina, if you're good, then I think we're good today and we will uh, be here for you guys again soon. And until we are, take care of yourself. Thank you for doing this journey with rituals with us today. We hope you took one little small thing to sprinkle rituals into your life. To reach Paige, you can reach her at Serenescapes Healing and Trina at AlteredHaven.com. We both offer psychic, medium, and healing sessions. We would love to hear your stories and how you sprinkled ritual into your daily life. Please share on our social media platforms. We can't wait to hear your stories.